Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode four of Dudes and Brews for July. Or no, actually, was it going to be August, actually, recording this 31st, but August 1st, uh, 2018. Uh, your boy Jason and my boy Wyatt say hello to the nice people. Yo, yo, yo. Here we are after a little hiatus. Uh, we do apologize not coming at you on Thursday. Um, that was due to some scheduling issues. Uh, we did have technical difficulties trying to record on uh, su- this last Sunday. So uh, here we are now, um, early Wednesday morning, coming at you live, sort of. I just just want to say quick, um, everyone, uh, our next one, we're going to break down the divisions for the AFC and NFC, and we're going to talk about it, pick our division winners, um, and I'm gonna. We're both gonna go over the over unders for wins and uh, what we would put our money on. Um, so, everyone, tune in for that. You know, maybe we'll can hear a few things and pick up some pointers and put some money on over unders on some teams and win some money off of that. Yeah, so just I tune mean, in. Uh, that'll be <laughs> next Monday. Yeah, it'll probably come out next Monday. We'll record it for probably sometime Sunday evening. Um, you know, with training camp going on and full swing here, it's uh, probably best time as ever to get into the uh that football talk so we'll leave that for our monday podcast but uh we got a we are stacked full here um before we do go any further i do just want to give a quick shout out um any good or bad feedback you guys want to reach out to us please feel free we do have an email dudes and brews 307 at gmail.com feel free to hit us up anytime good bad you want to tell us new ways fornicate ourselves we are all about it so what you want to deep dive right. into this? Yeah. So um, the MLB trade deadline just passed about an hour and a half ago, as we speak right now. So um, I wrote down a couple of about five trades that I think are noteworthy. Um, you know, a couple other ones happened that um, today and a couple of days ago, but I, these are the big ones. So the first one, uh, breaking news, you know, Chris Archer gets traded from Tampa Bay to Pittsburgh. Um, he's three and five this year with a 4.31 ERA. So it kind of seems like he's declining. Uh, he was like a number one starter um, a couple of years ago. Um, he was on the all-star team a couple of years. Um, now he seems like a pretty decent what number three starter so but uh who knows maybe if um not i haven't really watched pittsburgh this year i don't know if they're hitting the ball maybe they can give him more run support than uh the rays have because i know the rays really uh haven't been doing too much this year so um, yeah they're uh yeah the i mean the pirates they did i want to say like a year or two ago they were um sort of in it but um that's when they had Andrew McCutcheon, and they they traded him. Yeah, yeah, he's on. uh, Last time I knew, he was on. I believe he's on. I want to say the uh, Giants. Giants, yeah. But looking right now, I just looked up the standings real quick. Um, Looks like Pittsburgh's sitting seven games back of their division right now. Um, They have Chicago and Milwaukee in front of them. Milwaukee is a game behind Chicago. And so let's just keep it in the division really quick because you said Pittsburgh. Um, the Cubs got Cole Hamels and Brandon uh, Kinsler. Um, Hamels, 5-9, and nine, 4.72 ERA. He hasn't been doing good since uh, he was with the Rangers. And um, before that, he was with the Phillies, I believe. Yeah, he was. Uh, that was like last year, a couple of years ago. Um, and he was decent. So who knows, maybe a, um, a changed locker room, a changed scenery he could uh, – 
to like what he was a couple of years ago. So yeah, it's, that's kind of interesting. And then they got uh, that Brandon Kinsler, who is a pretty decent um, relief pitcher. Um, he's got a three, 3.59 ERA. So, um, yeah, you know, something to watch out for. That could be a pretty good uh, race at the end of the year. Oh, for sure. Um, there's actually looks like looking at the regular season right now. Um, looks like that the Pittsburgh Pirates and the Cubs are going to be facing off. Was actually as we're recording, they'll be facing off tonight at seven. Um, oh, so that's awesome. going to be go. yeah, pretty good division rival right there. Uh, divisional matchup at least. Um, but this is you know baseball. This is I feel like for me at least, this is when baseball kind of picks up a little more for me. Um, I tend to tune in a little more. I mean, obviously, being in the summer, there isn't too much to look at. But uh, anytime there's trade deadlines, I feel like MLB and most of the sports have pretty good uh, storylines. But um, definitely can start to heat up here. And so we'll see who ends up uh, coming out of the fish line and make it to the postseason, though, for sure. Yes. Yeah, so uh, now we'll go back. The, um, the Yankees, they made a couple trades. Um, they got Lance Lynn. Um, I, f- I, forget, I didn't write down who. He came from, but he's seven and eight with a five ten ERA. Not the best, but um, definitely would be like the. I don't want to say it, but I'm going to say it because we're doing a podcast, and I can't really play too much favoritism, even though I would like to. Um, you know, be, be good to throw in there for like maybe a, a sixth pitcher um, to to give um, like Luis Severino and uh, Tanaka a good rest leading into the playoffs. And they got uh, J. A. Happ. Um, Done decent, eleven and six with a four point oh five ERA. Um, he's been pretty decent against the Red Sox, even though I'm pretty sure last time they faced off the Red Sox, fucking slapped him around a little bit. But something else to keep an eye for. Yeah, for sure. Um, I've been hear- hearing the rumbles of J.A. Happ for a while. Um, I know Brian Cashman, the Dark Lord, some people call him, but he's uh, he works in mysterious ways. Uh, so far with this trade with J.A. Happ, at least it seems like it's not too bad. But this is one game. Uh, he pitched uh, yesterday, would have been the 30th. Uh, he did six innings. He had three hits and one earned run allowed. So first in, for, first um, for you know, starting out with the Yankees, your debut, that's, uh, that's not too bad. Um, going forward, I mean, from the, the bit I've followed the Yankees so far, their bullpen I know is definitely is stacked for sure. Um, they're starting yeah, they got, um, just, didn't they, they picked up – I thought they picked up a, a pretty good um, – reliever not like an eighth inning reliever and i totally forgot to fucking write it down yeah uh, they did. um but they uh their their bullpen is pretty stacked this year so it is good yeah. but their starting rotation is a bit um problematic if you could say that um sunny gray the kid we picked up last year has just absolutely fucking shit the bed for us really hasn't been that yeah. good i saw he had like a fucking six or seven era or some shit like that like that's uh that's pretty fucking cheeks yeah, um, they, the other problem, too, is now it looks like the last time I think Severino pitched is he actually looked like he wasn't – he actually gave up quite a few hits – or quite a few few hits. He gave up a few runs, too, um, but he just was not looking. His velocity didn't look there. looked like he was just kind of hanging stuff over the plate and stuff like that. So it, it is going to be a problem. So you don't know if he has, he's battling an injury going forward. Um, I think I just, I believe I just heard before too, that, uh, who is it? The judge there, Aaron judge. Yeah, he's, he's got a broken wrist. He's out three weeks. So, uh, just quick. I want to say that that's good for us. He has, it's a four game series this weekend. Red Sox Yankees, uh, must be Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'm going to assume, um, and at the trade deadline, the, the Red Sox got Ian Kinsler. 
second baseman. Um, he's old. He's hitting 239 this year, 13 home runs with 32 RBIs. Nothing special, but, um, you know, he's a veteran bat that uh, that can help us out. And hopefully, you know, he's going to be here ten, tonight, I think. So uh, it'll be a pretty interesting series this weekend. Oh, for sure. Um, I know that tonight they are facing um... – Actually, I look it up, but I know tonight that the Yankees are facing the Orioles and Tanaka's set to take the mound. Um, so it, it it's definitely, and I mean the the Yankees seem like they've been kind of falling off ever since the uh, the All Star break ended, and that's usually not good for most teams. I know back in the day it seemed more like the Red Sox who usually would fall off towards the later of the season went. But um, yeah, like um, I was t- talking to my dad today, and you know we were talking. He, he always likes to talk a little Red Sox every now and then, even though he doesn't really watch them. I think he just yeah. talks about it to to spark a conversation with me. And like I told him, I'm like, you know, these Red Sox are doing awesome. They're like fucking forty games over five hundred or something crazy like that. They're they're killing it this year. But uh, I just something inside me always says that the Red Sox are just gonna fuck it up, and they're gonna stumble into the playoffs and. If like remember, was it like thirteen or fourteen? They like they lost like fifteen games in a row to fucking end the season, and you know I I feel like the Yankees are gonna pick up speed, and uh, if we do meet in the playoffs, I could see the Yankees slapping us around. But I mean, I hope not. But uh, I don't know. It's just a lot of a lot of young kids in this lineup that uh, don't really have too much playoff experience. But I guess you can kind of say the same about the Yankees. Oh, for sure. Yeah, there's – I mean, they have a few guys now, um, but there are going to be some guys that if they do make it in the playoffs, they're going to be a bit newer to that. Uh, I mean, last they, year – I think they made it to the, the – They uh, did, actually. They did. I shouldn't say too much. Yeah. yeah. They they lost. They ended up losing to the Astros, who went on to win it. So, I mean, that's – Yeah, so if you want to lose to a team, that's the team to lose to. Yeah, for sure. So, there are, there are some, you know, chances for them, and it does look kind of hopeful for them. Um, but I mean, time will kind of tell with that. Baseball is definitely a long season. A lot of stuff can happen between now and then. Yeah. So hopefully the Red Sox can pull away in these next three weeks while the, uh, judge is out. Cause I saw their stats without Aaron judge, um, in the lineup and it's kind of abysmal how, how bad they are. I mean, like up to their standards, you know? Oh, for sure. Yeah. And, uh, Zach Britton, I think is the guy that we were talking, thinking of before. Oh, yep, really yep, yep, yeah. Yep. From the Orioles, the Orioles, I mean, the Orioles have just gone on a complete fire sale. Um, they know yeah. that they're not going to make it. So, but the downside is at the same time that the Yankees have also lost the Orioles, I think at least a couple times since the All-Star yeah, break. Yeah, I remember the, um, yeah, they, I think they took two out of three from them. Um, yeah, like last week good. or something like that. Um, that's not good so for a just, team that's supposed to be competing in the top. No. Top so kicking it to the West Coast, um, the last trade we were going to talk about, I think, um, the Dodgers, they got Brian Dozier, who's a second baseman from the Twins. Um, he's batting 224 with 16 home runs and 52 RBI. So, well, you know, with him and Machado there, and they got um, they got a couple other pretty good bats. That's um, I think that might be the team to fucking watch out for coming out of the West. Yeah, the Dodgers actually um, surprised me. Again, like I said before, I mean, baseball's a long season. There's a lot that can happen. But, I mean, with the Dodgers, um, they – I watched them. I, I went to – I saw a game with them versus the Diamondbacks earlier in the season, like in May. And, I mean, they had their ace um, – God, his name escapes me. It's going to make me mad. Kershaw. Kershaw. Kershaw was on the mound, and he just looked abysmal. He, he looked like he was just – fucking struggle. Yeah, 
I think he came off the DL a little while ago, and I think he, he pitched a game, um, uh, if memory serves me correct, which, I mean, I have a really shitty memory, so let's not go there. But um, I think he, he did he did pretty decent, but um, yeah. the back injury is kind of something to, to watch out for if you're a fucking uh, major league pitcher and you're throwing 100 miles an hour with all the torque on your back and all that. Yeah, it can be real tough. Um, I was just w- listening to a podcast. It's actually part of my take. They had Phil Hughes. Uh, he used to play for the Yankees. And he was talking about being a pitcher and how he had a hamstring injury or something like that. And ever since then, it completely messed up his whole – just like his whole motion, his throwing motion and everything else. And it kind of forced him to kind of change how he threw and everything else. So things like that really so, can have a long Yeah, it's almost play. like getting the yips in golf. Like uh... – you know, the, the yips, you just kind of, like, forget how to swing the fucking golf club. That happened, <laughs> yeah. uh, I, f- I forget who who the fucking uh, the golfer was back in, like, the late 90s, early 2000s, but that happened to him. He uh, he went to do a, you know, a major, and he, he couldn't – he forgot how to swing. That's a shitty time to forget how to swing. I mean, I've never known yeah. how to swing, so I'm pretty okay with knowing. Yeah, that. yeah no, yeah. true that. We can <laughs> throw a fucking golf ball further than we can hit it, and that's pretty sad because <laughs> we can't throw very far. That's why we talk about these guys that can. <laughs> yeah, but uh, looking at the division, though, in the NL West, the Dodgers, um, looking right now, um, it's the Don- Dodgers at the top, Diamondbacks are half a game back, and then you have the Rockies at the game back, and the Giants are five and a half. So, so uh, j- just quick, um, yes, I crossed it out, but – just here to said Diamondbacks, uh, they got that Brad Ziegler. I probably butchered his name. Uh, he's one and five with a three nine eight ERA, so uh, maybe he he could be a decent uh, three or four pitcher for them. Uh, I guess time will tell. Um, the Diamondbacks, yeah, I mean the Diamondbacks have definitely been in the last couple of years um, have definitely kind of risen through the ranks and have gotten better and better. But I think they've kind of been overshadowed by how good the Dodgers are. Um, I feel like this year, though, this could be their year to maybe finally overtake the Dodgers and kind of, you know, show the whole league and just everybody else like what they have to offer and that they're really a team to contend with and stuff. So that that would be a uh, pretty good divisional race come the end of the season. Oh, for sure. So um, we kind of got all the trades. You want to kick it to uh, all these fucking millionaires in the NFL holding out because they want more millions? You might as well because, you know, these guys. Yeah, well, they like all the attention, so let's give them some attention, right? Hey, hey now. <laughs> so uh, the, the biggest one, um, I think – well, I mean, there's really there's two really big ones. I'm going to go with Aaron Donald first because this guy uh, – him and Cleo Mack will do Cleo Mack second. Yes, they both deserve it. Um, but Aaron Donald's holding out of the Rams. Um, I don't blame him. He's He's been wanting – a uh, new contract for a couple of years now. And I don't know why they haven't really fucking paid him. But so I saw this thing, I was doing a little research. Um, so if Aaron Donald doesn't show up to training camp by August 7th, which is a week from today when this airs, uh, he loses a cured, a cued season. I don't know. I can't read my chicken scratch. So instead of becoming a free agent at the uh, end of this year, he becomes a restricted free agent. Kind of, you know, I mean, that's just kind of an interesting thing to to look out for. Oh, for sure. I mean, it is. It was very odd to me. I mean, when you look at the, you look at the Rams now, and they signed um, Jesus. I mean, they they just recently resigned uh, my boy. Um, oh God, man! Yeah, your boy. Of, yeah, my boy. <laughs> I can't think of anybody right now. But um, they they recently who was the wide receiver from the Patriots? Oh, Brandon Cooks. 
yeah, they signed Brandon Cooks to a big deal before he even stepped on the field with them. Um, that was, I mean, I guess that was a little surprising to me. Obviously, I, he does deserve to get paid, but, I mean, at least give the guy a year That's to maybe That's kind of a lot of money, too, you know? Yeah, That's before you even know what he's going to do. At I'd some rather point, give $80 does, million to Aaron Donald. That's just me, though. Yeah, he does. at some point, he does kind of have to, you know, fall off, but it's... And Aaron Donald's been been with them for a while, and he has been really good. He's what four? Uh, he's a first round pick, so they get five year deal. So this is going to be his fifth year. Yeah, for sure. And then they, not too long after that, I think last year, um, my boy Todd Gurley, they just offered a huge contract to him too. So they gave. I thought their... that was this year, wasn't it? I thought that was a couple weeks ago. I don't know. Could be yeah, wrong. That's what I said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you said last year. Oh, I'm sorry. No, this year they just yeah. I'm sorry. It was uh, Brandon Cooks, and then like a week after that, they uh, signed Todd Gurley to a yeah huge, huge contract. Oh um, yeah, yeah. So, no, I remember that. I forget. And yeah. then and then uh, uh, Le'Veon Bell came out and tweeted like, uh, "Y'all thought I was crazy for turning down that fucking thirty million that the Steelers offered me, where he got like was it sixty or eighty million, something crazy." Oh yeah, something Every, ridiculous. All their fucking contracts are crazy. Let's be honest. And, I mean, when you look at the Rams, you have to still look at the two other key pieces for me are, I mean, you have Aaron Donald, and then on the offensive side, if you want to keep, like, your offense the way it is, or your offense the way it is, you got to kind of look at the fact that they haven't really signed Jared Goff to anything major yet. Yeah. Yeah. It's well, like, what, this is, what is gonna, he well, going to be his third year, so he's still got two yeah. more years left on his rookie it's deal. Which, uh, next year, he'll probably be fucking holding out. It's Gurley's pro- – I think it's Gurley's second year. I want to see, yeah, second year, maybe third year going into it. Second, uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I want third to say like fourth. I can't year. really remember. Yeah. Well, so Nick, Chubb, like... Nick Chubb's going to be a rookie this year, and they had him. So yeah, he's probably going. He's going into his third year now with Todd Gurley. Um, so it's a yeah. little surprising to me that they still didn't try to work out some money at least to be able to pay all four of those guys, or at least keep you know. Brandon Cooks on the back burner and pay Goff, Gurley, and Donald, the guys that have gotten you into the position where they are now. But, you know, yeah, that's, that's, that's me. Think. I'm not an NFL executive, so I don't know how that shit works. <laughs> so, um, so moving on to Cleo Mack, um, uh, reports are that him and John Gruden, you know, John Gruden became, uh, signed that 10 year contract in january or february is one of those so that's fucking almost eight months where he's been head coach and they haven't even talked like um you know granted that quote-unquote john gruden's uh quote-unquote like qb guru but um i would want to talk to the fucking one of the best d linemen in the fucking game that's on my team you know i kind of want to get on this fucking same page as him yeah, it was kind of interesting, too, I saw with that is uh, I think it was today or yesterday that um, Gruden came out and said that uh, the defense for the Raiders sucked even with Khalil Mack on it last year. Um, so it's, uh, it is a little interesting that, you know, he hasn't talked to him at all. You would think he would at least try to touch base with their, you know, top players. I mean, he is, I last time I checked, I'm pretty sure they're, he's one of their defensive captains. Um, so you think especially <laughs> um, then. Was was I think it was Khalil Mack? I don't know. I could. It's either Khalil Mack or Aaron Donald. I forget. It's one of the really uh, big, high-profile um, defensive guys in the NFL. Was practicing this off-season um, some hand drills where he was um, trying to shed this guy's hands from, and this guy was holding fucking daggers. Did, did you see that, that? Yeah, I think I did see that. I want to say that might have been Aaron Donald. 
Yeah, it might have been. I don't know, but that's like that's imagine imagine doing that, fucking slapping this guy's hands around. He's for fucking training, and he's got fucking daggers in his hands. Forget that. I mean, these guys, both of those guys, respectively, for their positions, are absolute beasts. I know Khalil Mack can play a little. He's more of like a hybrid DN linebacker. Um, and yeah. Donald's more of a nose ta- like a defensive nose tackle, but I mean, both those guys are phenomenal. Um, but it's a little interesting already. There's some drama brewing, I feel like, in the Raiders camp before the season even starts. Um, I think Gruden even came out and said that if he isn't successful this year, he doesn't even want the money, which is... Oh, it's kind of respectable, I guess. It is. It is respectable. What I mean, that's the team where he coached before, so... Yeah. He should be, you know, because he's... I feel like he fucked up taking this job because he, uh, you know, he had such a high credibility with being a fucking quarterback guru. But like, you know, I like Derek Carr. I usually always pick him up in fantasy. His, I think he's he's really good. Um, you got um, Amari Cooper there, so that's a freaking really good uh, duo. Too bad Crabtree left. Um, he's, I liked Crabtree. Crabtree's um, um, they got Beast Mode. I, I don't know who they're starting running back is his I don't think fucking beast mode starter he's too old so there's got to be somebody else I don't know um but uh, it is what it hey, is I guess yeah no I definitely I mean they do have Jordy Nelson now so don't forget that so oh that yeah that's be, true yeah. I forgot about that um they do have still Martavius Bryant so there is I mean those three guys right there um oh, yeah. looking at their running backs they have actually wow they have looks like right now I didn't realize they picked up so they have Marshawn Lynch, and then they have the muscle hamster, Doug Martin, on the team. So, uh, dude, that guy's fucking – he had, like, any, three good games. Get out of here. Well, no, he, had, he was he was pretty good, but I also think he was – suspended on, last year for a couple yeah, of games. Yeah, and he was on the Buccaneers, so it's like, yeah. But I feel yeah, like – Yeah, yeah, no, no one's going to pay attention to him. With the two of those guys together, I feel like they could get him to the point where – because I don't think Marshawn Lynch is at the point in his career where he can really take the amount of – you know, really No, he can't pound the rock. No, like he used to. But if you split it between the two of them, they may be able to get something going. And they still have Jared yeah, just, Cook. Jared Cook as a tight end, too. Wow, that's – damn. Um, that's I mean, as long as the fans game. behind the bench fucking throw some Skittles at Marshawn, you know, hopefully he can uh, put it in second gear there. Yeah, I know last year he was – I remember last year, like game one or game two, they were playing at home, and he was just going off, and it's like, oh, my God. Oh, was the one where he was dancing? Yeah, everyone's like, oh, my God, this is it. They're going to go off, and then they just kind of yeah, failed. And then they just kind of fucking started I to guess, suck dick. Yeah, I guess this year will kind of – you'll be able – I guess this will determine whether or not this Raiders team is good or, I mean, if Jack Del Rio was just kind of shitty. Yeah. Um, so, moving on from Cleo Mack, um, you, know, you want to talk about Earl Thomas? Um, the only thing I really want to say is um, – so I, I saw this thing where his agent came out and said, uh, oh, you know, these, these players, they sign contracts, but uh, if these these teams don't want them, they can cut them. That's, but uh, if, if the player doesn't want to play for the team anymore, you know, they can't really do anything. And if they sit out, they, they, uh, they could not get paid and all that. Um, like, hello, motherfucker. Isn't that, like, part of the contract? If you don't like it, don't sign the fucking contract. As simple as that, you know? Uh, yeah. Go this, find another job. Go oh, fucking who? <laughs> yeah, no, it, it goes both ways. Like, I understand it with these players because, I mean, they put they put their lives on the line and they put their bodies on the line when they play. But, I mean, yeah. at some point you have to kind of think if – I mean, I would kind of hope most of the guys that play football professionally want not do it because they love the sport. Um, I understand you're getting paid big. But, I mean, I think Brady just came out recently and said if, 
if your heart's not in it, like, and I've heard multiple guys say this, if your heart's not in it, it's time to just hang it up. Um, and with these, and with these NFL owners, and you know, it, it's it's an investment. They're investing in you, and it's just like a job anywhere else where you, you know, you get hired somewhere. Like, you know, fucking, I don't know, you get hired at Target, they expect you to show up. And when you're like, no, nah, I'm going to hold out. I'm not going to show up to work until you guys pay me more money. <laughs> They're just going to can your ass. Like, that's just how it works. I, 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 the way I really, the fucking world works. Yeah, it's the way the cookie crumbles. Like, it's a shitty situation, but, I mean, that's the way it's going to work. Uh, but, yeah, that's it's just kind of weird that you said that. Um, I don't know. It is what it is. The Seahawks really are just kind of abysmal at this point. They've really – I feel like they could have probably won maybe a couple more Super Bowls than they did. Yeah, they kind of fucked that all up. So, uh, I don't know if you want to hit any more on that. Um, two – I had two notes um, for NFL. Um, Eric Decker was working out with the Patriots today because their, uh, their wide receiver core is kind of uh, depleted at the moment Shit. with a couple – uh, injuries. Uh, they want to trade Malcolm Mitchell, which uh, I don't want to dive too deep into this. I, I really like him. He had a couple injuries. I hope they they keep him. Georgia boy. You know, yeah, yeah. No, he uh, he was phenomenal, and uh, not the last the last Super Bowl that they won. He was the one that kind of got Brady going in that uh, fucking second half. Um, so just a quick note, and then uh, Sam Darnold with the Jets. He just signed a. His rookie contract, uh, four years, thirty point two million, um, fully guaranteed, and I'm assuming that's uh, including including the twenty million dollars signing bonus. So uh, that kid's got some big shoes to fill down in yeah, the fucking wasteland of, <laughs> of, of MetLife of Met Stadium. Yeah, yeah. Um, it'll be interesting with him. I mean, he definitely has. I mean, they need somebody, so I guess I understand why they picked him up. Um, but Dude, they, they do this like every fucking two or three years. Well, yeah, they uh, that is for sure. Um, hold on, there, because the Jets, there's a Jets running back actually. They're starting running back um, just got injured. I want to say. I don't know. In training camp, there was a bunch of injuries in training camp. Yeah, Eli McGuire McGuire's injury. Yeah, he uh, he was looking to be their starting or starting running back. Um, so I mean, we'll see what happens with the Jets. They always kind of tend to be a fucking abysmally shit. You know, and it's funny, like, was it two two or three years ago, um, their defense was fucking nasty, and everyone was, like, expecting them to come out and, you know, be kind of pr- pretty good again. And then last year, they fucking, what were they, like, three and fucking 15 Even before or something that, like that. Even before know. that, they played, I remember when I went to go see him play the Colts, I saw him play the Colts at MetLife two years ago. Um and they were just awful. They got absolutely trounced by the Colts. The Colts, mind you, who fucking blow cock. Um, and I'm a Colts fan. But, uh, yeah, so we'll see what happens with the Jets. But, I mean, the hit on Malcolm Mitchell real quick. I I hope they don't trade him because I think it would be an uh, interesting dynamic if they're able to keep him and have Sony Mich- – because they picked up – they have Sony Michelle, though, don't they? Yeah, they have the running back. Yeah, so having – Having both of those guys, um, they both did play together for at least a couple seasons or one season with Georgia. Um, so having those two guys together, I don't know. It would be it'd be an interesting dynamic. Um, but I definitely could I see doubt anything they, would happen. I, I can't see Bill Belichick, you know, kind of making no, anything for, over because no. these guys played one year in college oh, for sure. together. For sure, but they'd have some camaraderie, so they'd already have that kind of built with them, which, you know, that can – that can kind of go a long way with guys, um, the NFL and whatnot, and just in sports. But uh, 
Well, I guess we'll see what happens. I can understand if they do. He's kind of been he's been there, but hasn't been too. Yeah. Second. Um, so we're about like the 27, 28 minute mark. So, uh, let's, you want to hit on, uh, M- Mello and Durant really quick. Yeah, might as well. Let's do it. This oh, is interesting. We'll couple, yeah. Uh, yeah. so I saw this, this meme on, uh, Facebook and I sent it to Jason and I thought it was really interesting that if you just think about this really quick, um, it said, wow, what the fuck did it say? Um, if, uh, KD never went to the Warriors, his, his legacy would be the same as Carmelo and you go off and you think, you know, you, you don't think, Oh, you, no way. There's no way. The more I think about it, the more I agree with this. Um, because legacy, you, you go off of championships and scoring titles and, you know, like stuff like that. Um, there's no way Durant would bring a fucking a championship to OKC if he stayed there, you know, it's just, I, I can't see it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about you. They, yeah, it's, for me, the yeah, I, I definitely could see that. The thing for me, though, that gets me with, like, Carmelo, and I think, like, his legacy is the way it is, and I feel like it's very tarnished at this point, um, is because, I mean, he never really played on a – he never really played with, like, on a team that at least had, like, one more good player, like a Russell Westbrook or something like that. And then he got into the point of his life where I think he just kind of got greedy, which I understand, and just – he was always seemed a bit selfish, and he always wanted to be the guy that – kind of like that Kobe mentality where – Give me the ball. I'm gonna put put this rock up. I'm I'm gonna yeah, score. He, I'm uh, gonna. He's just not capable of doing that to fucking yeah. put a team on his back. And like, I can you can kind of say the same about Durant because, um, you know, like they run a lot through him in in Golden State now. But I mean, yeah. you you gotta be. He probably gets so many open not open looks, but you know, you gotta worry about Clay and Draymond and Steph. So there's you know, somewhere people, there's yeah. gonna be a fucking there's gonna be a, some leaks. Um. So I, I would really have to agree with that because um, I'm, I, he has a couple scoring titles. I think Melo had, you know, you know, uh, maybe two or three. Um, probably back when he was with the fucking Nuggets or something, fucking X teen years ago. You know, um, <laughs> the thing with KD so, is don't forget is KD also had those burner accounts they discovered last year, and he seems my thing with KD that I don't like is he always seems a bit soft when people and he gets a little butt hurt when people start to call him out on, you know, oh, you jumped ship, uh, you're bandwagon or this, that, and the other thing. Did, did you see, um, oh, who, what was it, Damian Lillard or C.J. McCollum? It was one of those C.J. guys. McCollum. Um, C.J. McCollum. C.J. Yeah, McCollum was on his, they, yeah, they started going at it. Yeah, uh, Durant was on his uh, podcast, and then something happened where, uh, I, I don't even know, I just saw the, the highlight of it where. Actually, yeah, I read this. Mad. I was reading this on Barstool. It was actually Big Cat from part of my take. Shout out to him. Not that he listens, but he actually started this because they had McCollin on part of my take, I think, probably a month or two ago. And they had talked about – both of them were talking – they were they were talking about Kevin Durant and stuff. And uh, they are saying whether or not they should stop calling, you know, stop calling uh, – Kevin Durant, like a bitch and whatnot, and this and that, and, and all like, that. yeah, McCollin's like, yeah, you should probably tone her down. And then, and then that night when the little Twitter fight broke out between him and KD, um, Big Cat actually started it and was like, well, does this mean that we can start calling, uh, start calling him like a snake and whatnot now and again? And before you knew it, it just like one thing went to another. But yeah, that was uh, that was pretty funny to see. Um, but that's my thing with KD that kind of I don't really like is just. He seems a little soft. That's like just roll the punches. Yeah, no, fucking, yeah whatever. <laughs> so uh, that was, uh, yeah, that was uh, 
I think that was about it what we had. I don't know if you wanted to fucking hit anything else. No? You want to just roll into the uh, final thoughts here? Yeah, I think uh, one quick thing. Um, Manziel is going to start in the Canadian Football League this Friday against his old team that traded him like two or three weeks ago. Um, And he will be under his coach that he had from college. So I think that's going to be kind of cool to watch. Not like anyone fucking watches Canadian Football League, but, you know, I like to see Johnny Manziel fucking do some work. Yeah, I really hope he does. I mean, for all intents and purposes, I really do hope he's uh, he he's gone through a lot. I didn't, I never really liked how cocky he was. I do feel like um, I listened to part of it. He's got a podcast on uh, Barstool now. Actually, comeback season. Listen to part of it. Um, I've seen some other interviews he's done since he's you know gone through rehab and stuff. I do hope he does. He is on the straight and narrow, and he is trying to redo his life and trying to get better and become a better person. But. I hope him all the best. Um, I do think he really does have the talent. I think his ego just kind of got in the way. Um, but, yeah, I think it's very interesting now that he got traded and is now facing the team that just traded him. Um, I really think he can really light the Canadian Football League on fire. I hope so. I'd like to uh, see him do good. And then, I mean, who knows, maybe in a couple of years he can come to the NFL or hopefully at like the plan. XFL. Or the uh, – there's another one too. Is the AFL or something? Or there's a – there's another football league that's trying to compete with the XFL, but I think uh, Manziel's game plan is with his agent is they're going to try to um, do the CFL, get some, you know, get some opportunities there. I'm and then hopefully, Yeah. Tra- well, yeah. And do good there and transition to the NFL, but I do hope him the best, but uh, that should be interesting him facing his old team though, especially since he's got his yeah. uh, old Texas A&M coach uh, coaching him. Yeah. That'll be cool. So uh want to do the, you want to take the first one on the last takes? Yeah, might as well. So uh, for my final thought, last take here, um, I have just – this video came out today, which I think is absolutely hilarious, actually. You tagged me in it, and I have to say the comments on this video are probably more funny than the video itself. But Le'Veon Bell, it's – from what it looks like is it looks like he was in a – well, he's definitely in a strip club, but it looks like there was another stripper next to him taking the video of him – Grabbing some big old booty, some stri- so other strippers, big old booty. Jeez, fucking yeah, ass. it looked like one of the comments that I thought was the funniest is it said it looks like he was just grabbing at a bag of uh, ricotta cheese, and really yeah, it does, yeah. man. It, it just it did it was not a good look for him, but I mean he definitely that that hand strength. I'm glad His holdout's going pretty him. good. Yeah, no, he's definitely holding out. Um, Something around right there, but yeah, that was a funny video though for sure. One thing I want to say is, what kind of strip club is that? That girl didn't even have a fucking g-string on. I guess that's what happens when you throw a fucking yeah. Also, fucking if you notice down on the floor, if anyone watches that video, I don't know if you saw it either why, but if you look at all the money they threw on the ground, like I yeah. hope you'd be able to get something better than some. Yeah, no shit. That was fucking gross. gross. Oh. I guess that's what those fucking uh, some of those guys like some fat fucking white girls. Yeah, it looked like so at first I thought it was some blind dude trying to read Braille at first, and then I realized it's <laughs> Le'Veon Bell trying to cop a feel. But hey, each their own, I suppose. But good luck to him. That's it. Uh, hey, whatever. That's how you want to spend your money, and then then complain that you have no money. Cool, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> But um, so yeah, I'll take my mine. Um, so I, I've said it before, and I will say it again, and I will stand by it. I on the basketball court, I do not like LeBron. I hate him mostly because he, you know, he fucking, uh, you know, he just fucking angles his fucking jock strap and he beats up on the Celtics. 
He just gets um, up on the Celtics, drags the balls yeah, across. He fucking the he uh, he hangs his jockstrap in our face every year in the playoffs. So uh, guys probably not going to happen this year. Um, so I wanted to say that he opened his I Promise school. Um, so that, that's pretty cool. Um, and I saw some bulletins about the school that I thought were fucking awesome. And it's like it changes my perspective on him um, as a human, you know, just because I, it's just so just this is what he has. Uh, free tuition, free uniforms, free bicycles and helmets to all the kids, free transportation within two miles. Uh, no, no really big deal. Uh, free breakfast, lunch and snacks. Uh, there's a food pantry for families, um, a GED and job placement service for the parents, and you are guaranteed tuition to the University of Akron for every student who graduates. That is outstanding. Um, you know, he's doing something for his community. It, it, dude, it seems like he's doing more right there than some of these politicians uh, do in fucking five years oh, in their sure. jobs. Yeah, um, um, no, LeBron's philanthropy is just he, – he's definitely a philanthropist. He's, uh, he's invested in his community and giving back, and I do have to give him a lot of kudos for that. Uh, it, it's leaps and bounds above what any other player does, and when it comes down to the LeBron versus MJ debate, like, I don't give a shit what happens. I don't care how many more rings or how many more rings he does or doesn't win. Um, just look at the things he's done in his communities and just the good things he's done in general, and it, it really – it's something yeah, else. He's gonna keep. He's gonna keep doing it, which is awesome. I mean, great. I'm sticking by. I I don't like him on the court. You know, I think he's a crybaby, a flopper. Um, he he beats up on the Celtics quite a bit. So you know, there's that. Um, he. It's so, not like um, you're just a little bitch, but hey, what do I know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I will say the one. Um, I guess this is my little final thought, but this just made me think of it. I don't know if you saw last. I think it was on Friday that. Uh, LeBron came out and said he wished he hadn't named his kid LeBron James oh, Jr. Yeah. But yeah. then, but then on Monday or Sunday, he was at his uh, LeBron James Jr.'s basketball tournament in Vegas, and was in the middle, where he was bitching at the fucking referee. No, he decided in the middle of his kid's layup lineup just to go ahead oh, and yeah, put I on a dunk that. competition. Yeah, he just decided yeah. to put on a one-man dunk show, which was uh, it's just a little weird to be like, oh, oh yeah, just, yeah, just be like, and, yeah. And no. that's the reason why, you know, I don't like him. So I, I did see this one video now that you brought it up um, of him on the sidelines of uh, one of his kids' games, and the fucking referee didn't make a fucking call or made a bad call, and he fucking went up to the referee and was, you know, like talking to the referee, like, dude, shut the fuck up. You're just watching the game. You don't see one of your fans that fucking – or uh, another – a team that you're going against have – see one of their fans fucking go up to the referees and be like, dude, you should have called that on, on fucking LeBron. You know, you'd be like – you'd tell that guy to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, him. see, um, the bigger thing is, though, too, is, I mean, a little bit of sports I played in high school when I was younger and stuff, it – uh you get those parents that get a, like probably way more involved in the actual game than the kids are. And that's when you have problems. And that's a prime case of dude, chill the hell out. It's just some kids playing basketball. It's not NBA. It's not the end of the world. Like, come on. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's he's a, he's an interesting dude for sure. Um, so that was my take. There's just one really quick thing. I also want to say his, I thought this is really cool. Cause I like to, uh, Look at um, the you know the gambling and all that. Uh, the NBA signed a deal with MGM today. Uh, the league is going to give MGM rights to the league highlights, names, logos, and direct uh, data feed. And 
it can market itself as the official gaming partner of the NBA. And that's a three-year deal, $25 million, obviously. Both sides are going to make way more than $25 million. I don't know, some, some way, somehow. But, um, you know, we're kind of moving towards the uh, uh, legalizing sports betting. So I can... I'm going to say within two years, the NFL will probably do the same exact thing. And I bet you that contract will be for fucking quadruple the amount of this contract. So it's, just, yeah. Cool. Yeah. It, I mean, at the end of the day, I feel like it's going to depend on how good or bad this ends up and how prosperous it is. Um, I do think that the NBA, even though I don't watch it as much, I think out of all the sports leagues um, in America, at least, I think it's the one that is the most uh, progressive as far as social media and um, giving rights out. I mean, if you look at social media alone, like on Twitter, the NBA is one of the most lax leagues about other Twitter accounts and whatnot, just posting highlights and taking videos straight from the NBA and posting them up and just, you know, and whatnot for their own use. And they don't give a shit. If you look at the MLB, the MLB will shut your shit down, get your Twitter account set, suspended the whole nine yards. NFL's not as bad. They tend to be right in the middle. But, uh, yeah, I think this definitely could be the the step in the right direction for anyone that, you know, likes to gamble on sports. And I think this may be the step in, you know, you may see, you may, like you said, um, you're probably going to start seeing um, in the future at least a couple years to see, like, other leagues like the NFL and stuff probably take the same approach. Yeah, no doubt. Pete Rose would be Can't very wait. happy. Yeah, maybe he'll actually get into the fucking Hall of Fame now. We'll see. I think at this point, and side note, I don't think he'll get in until he's passed away. Which until is he's fucking dead, yeah, which is yeah. fucking retarded. But that's yeah. a debate for another day. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, I think on uh, I think on that note, about time to wrap this bad boy up. Yeah. <laughs> Have anything last things you want to say? No, I think uh, I hit everything that I wrote down. All right. Well, on that note, then um, this will this is gonna do it for us for episode four of Dudes and Brews. Uh, don't forget to rate, comment, subscribe. We are on all major networks for the most part: uh, Stitcher, Spotify, Radio Republic, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Google Podcasts, and of course Anchor. Um, and like I said at the beginning, if you guys have any feedback, good or bad, want to just tell us to go fuck ourselves, um, please feel free to email us. It is free. Uh, dudesandbrews307 at gmail.com Make sure you tune in next Monday for our fucking I'm excited for this dude I can't wait to talk about the uh, wins and losses and picking our division for the NFL and the fucking Super Bowl predictions Yeah that's definitely um, it's going to be a hot topic I'm really excited to have NFL back I've been very sad I hope you guys feel the same way they've been very sad that the NFL is gone Football's not in our lives, so it's uh, definitely nice to see training camp back up and running. And But, yeah, Monday we will be back at it for another special NFL uh, predictions podcast, I guess we'll call it. Of yeah, Dude and here we go. Yeah, until then, we will see you all later. Peace all right, out. Peace, guys.